0: Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. (laughs) Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
2: The truth is still out there. Is the answer really 42? The optimum angle for white light to refract through water and thus form a rainbow is between 40.89 and 42 degrees. The number 42 was the first number to be retired from any professional sport. It was worn by Jackie Robinson, the man that broke the color barrier. There are two physical constants in the universe that are the speed of light and the diameter of a proton. It takes light 10 to the 42nd second power seconds to cross the diameter of a proton. Because Google says so. So what is the question you ask? Let's hunt that together. Welcome to the Breaking Broncos podcast. Part of the Answer is 42 Network. My name is Daniel Watson II, and I am your host. We are brought to you today by AmericanBettingExperts.com and BetMGM. And welcome back to Breaking Broncos podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing, again, more injuries, but also some more fun things as we finally get a game to break down. So we get to talk about that. Unfortunately, it was a loss, but hey, we can still have some fun talking about it, as well as previewing next week's game. And of course, as we end everything, with some wonderful Broncos picks and some silver linings that I know all of us need after that horrible loss. So again, just like last week, we're going to start with the bad. That way we can go ahead and get to the great. So let's go ahead and jump in. Let's go ahead and do a real quick overview of who was on the injured list this week for the Broncos, which are A.J. Boye, Philip Lindsay, Mark Barron, Kareem Jackson, Cortland Sutton, Garrett Bowles, Tyree Cleveland, Trey Marshall, Bradley Chubb, KJ Hamler, and Albert O. Oh. Now, thankfully, even though all of those guys were on the on the injured reserve list. I'm sorry, not the injured reserve list, just the the injured list, is that some of them are coming back. We got Cortland Sutton, who we didn't have Monday. He was limited in practice this week. Then you have Tyree Cleveland, who is limited but possibly able to play. You have Trey Marshall, who was limited Wednesday, but a full participant Thursday. So we get that safety, that depth safety back. Then you have uh, Bradley Chubb, who's just on there as an administrative thing. His knee's fine, and he's good to go. And then you also have K.J. Hamler and Albert O, who were both injury inactives Monday, who are rookies that are going to start their first game Sunday, which are going to add a whole lot of speed to this offense, and it's going to make it much more exciting. And I guarantee they score a lot more than 14 points. Now, moving on to the Steelers, they had a serious... They didn't have as many on the injured list, but they had some really serious names here, as they have had Ben Roethlisberger, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Marquise Pouncey, Steven Wisniewski, David DeCastro, Zach Banner, and Alejandro Villanueva all on the, injured resist, on the injured list at some point this week. Now, thankfully, they're going to get all of those offensive players back as... Ben, Deontay, Juju, James are all full participants Thursday. Now, those offensive linemen, though, had almost entirety of their starting unit. The only ones that are guaranteed to play this weekend are offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva and center Marquise Pouncey. Those are the only ones that had a full participation or even limited participation in practice this week. Steven Wisniewski, David DeCastro, and Zach Banner have not practiced at all. And Zach Banner, as a matter of fact, has been put on the IR ending his season. So these things are huge, huge developments and can make a big difference on whether or not the Broncos are able to get a consistent pass rush. And if they're playing up against backups, guess what's going to happen? It's going to be nasty. So just with that in mind, I also want you to take a listen here to Vic Fangio speaking on these injuries and how they're handling it.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, nobody likes to see injuries from first off, from the standpoint of the guys individually. And uh, but, but we're good enough to overcome them. Yeah, I believe that, you know, we don't, almost won the game tonight. I do know. Almost doesn't mean anything, but um, we we're competitive and played good and tough football. We had our chances in spite of all those injuries. And, you know, we'll we'll keep going at it that way.
2: So, as you heard Coach Fangio touch on there, they are going to take a next-man-up mentality, and the roster moves they have made in light of all these injuries bear that out. As after they put Von Miller on IR, they promoted cornerback Devontae Bosby from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. Bosby is obviously filling Miller's roster spot on the active roster after cornerback A.J. Boye dislocated his shoulder, as we discussed earlier. Boye will be sidelined for several weeks, so they needed to add more depth. And in response to that move, they had to fill Bosby's former spot on the practice squad by signing Isaiah Irving, an outside linebacker who used to play for Vic Fangio in Chicago. Irving will provide more depth as an edge defender while Miller is sidelined. Denver also confirmed that outside linebacker Derek Tuska and safety PJ Locke reverted back to the practice squad after being activated for Monday's game. The Broncos will not be activating probably either one of those guys or Irving this time around as Trey Marshall is coming back And they also signed Ryan Ciccolo from the uh, Saints practice squad. Since he was not protected by the Saints, they were able to snatch him up off the squad. And that will be your fourth edge rusher, as Ciccolo did serve as a rotational pass rusher and special teams contributor with the Steelers, as he totaled 92 tackles, seven and a half sacks, and three pass breakups from 2015 to 2019. And as we stated, Ciccolo will likely serve a similar role with the Broncos. As we keep going with the next man up mentality, I want you to go ahead and listen to Drew Locke talk about that exact thing. Again, soundbite credit goes to DenverBroncos.com.
4: That's what you know. Everyone's job is to have one guy's ready, have the starters ready, and have the twos ready, and have the threes ready, just in case something does happen. But you know, you can't can't say enough about Phil, can't say enough about KJ, and, and all the guys that, and I mean, obviously Vaughn. But you know, it's the next man up next minute up attitude and yeah, we got to come out gotta, and uh, can't hang our hat on it we just gotta go out and ball you know
2: So there's really nothing there to add to drew Locke and what he had to say it's you always have to be ready from number one to number 53 on the roster it does not matter any given sunday it could be your time and you have to shine but i do think this is also a great time to segue into talking about the team efficiency and the dvoa ratings after week one now do keep in mind that you need to take these with a grain of salt as this is just after week one, and they haven't even added in the defense-adjusted values to really give this the full breadth of where the Broncos are or where they will be. But it is a good thing to look at to see what they were able to accomplish after that week one loss. And right now, the Broncos rank 24th overall in DVOA at negative 17.1%, with negative 13.3% on offense, 23rd overall, positive 3.9% on defense, 19th overall, and 0.1% on special teams, which was 11th overall. Now, obviously what keeps the Broncos lower on offense is going to be that anemic third quarter where their first two drives netted a total of three yards with five yards passing from Drew Locke and minus two yards rushing from Melvin Gordon. Now they did score on their third, but obviously that those first two drives are gonna completely tank those rankings and the ratings and they're going to give you that negative negative 13.3 percent on offense now the defense isn't favored either though it is not nearly as bad as the offense and really a majority of that can be chalked up to the myriad of injuries all over that defensive roster also we do know that the broncos need to get better moving the ball on offense and get healthy on defense But those are kind of duh the main thing that i want to take away from this is the ability to see a positive dvoa on special teams this has been an atrocious part of this Team for the last several years, and it's just been completely annoying to have to deal with a punter that cannot seem to understand you don't punt it directly at the punt returner and outkick your coverage every single time. So that was a wonderful thing to see, and we need to make sure that we that we give the credit where credit is due in that. After what we've had to deal with,
5: Virginia.
2: Alright, but that's enough love for the kickers. Now let's go ahead and go back to quarterbacks. Here's I want to discuss Drew Locke and his DR, which is basically a measurement to show the overall value of a player to a team. I know there's been a lot of alphabet soup in this episode, but I don't have enough time to explain them in a 30-minute episode. So if you need to, Googles your friend. You'll be able to figure out what they are. Now, with Drew Locke, he had a DR of 23, which puts him at 22nd out of 32 starting quarterbacks. Now, it does sound bad on its face, but it's worth noting that the only class of 2019 quarterbacks to finish ahead of Locke is Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who finished with a quite impressive 97 DR. But Locke did finish ahead of big names such as Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, and Daniel Jones, with the main reason being that Locke didn't turn over the ball and didn't take a sack while the other three did both. Now, we'll see if Locke can build on his week one performance, but there's two key statistics there that you really need to pay attention to, which are the fact that Locke did not, again, did not turn over the ball once and did not take a single sack behind what is honestly one of the lighter offensive lines will be nice in the league. So those are very impressive things. On top of the fact that out of those four quarterbacks, including the three that were below him, him, meaning Drew Locke, and Daniel Jones are the only one of those four quarterbacks that lost the game. And we all know what Daniel Jones did and how he, him and Saquon Barkley were completely destroyed by the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. But Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins both had fourth quarter comebacks and won their games with a much lower DR than Drew Locke did. So this is another silver lining you should hold on to. We have a quarterback, people. This is evidence that the kid can do this. He's just young. He needs to learn. So have patience with him. And I would like for you to listen to him expound why his DR is going to just grow as he talks about his own mobility and getting outside of the pocket. Credit goes to DenverBroncos.com.
4: And as far as me getting out of the pocket on a normal drop back, that's always kind of been a part of my game to where if I feel like my first two... Three reads are taken away and there's uh, nothing left left else to do. I'm going to go around and run around and try to make a play on my feet. And our guys are really good about scramble drill. They they do a really good job of working open and getting friendly to me to allow me to make a play outside the box.
2: So as you can see, even though there's plenty of bad for Monday night, there's plenty of good to hold on to as we move forward. And speaking of moving forward, stick around after the break as we dive into this week's matchup and start talking about some of these amazing rookie performances. I just want to make sure if you are wanting to use my picks or just make your own, make sure you give our sponsor, BetMGM, a look. Just download the app and use promo code ABONUS. That's A-B-E, bonus, to get free bets. Also, follow all of us betting experts from AmericanBettingExperts.com on Twitter for weekly competitions and free money given away constantly. Just follow at COSportsFans, that's sports with an S, and DM them for details.
0: Hey there, Richmond. 2021 is here and we've got a lot to do. So it's time to find the right coffee for you. Let's get it done with new coffee choices at Dunkin'. Try the new Explorer Batch, a globally sourced blend with smoky, dark berry notes that's an adventure in every sip. Or grab a cup of Dunkin' Midnight, a richer, intensely dark roast with hints of chocolate because bold days start with midnight. And sip into action with new extra-charged coffee that's 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract. So head to Dunkin' or order ahead on the app for the brew that's right for you, and let's get it done. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary limited time. Hey there, Richmond. 2021 is here and we've got a lot to do, so it's time to find the right coffee for you. Let's get it done with new coffee choices at Dunkin'. Try the new Explorer Batch, a globally sourced blend with smoky, dark berry notes that's an adventure in every sip. Or grab a cup of Dunkin' Midnight, a richer, intensely dark roast with hints of chocolate, because bold days start with midnight. And sip into action with new extra-charged coffee that's 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract. So head to Dunkin' or order ahead on the app for the brew that's right for you, and let's get it done. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may very limited time offer.
2: And welcome back to Breaking Broncos with me, your host, Daniel Wettstein. Brought to you by BetMGM. BetMGM, put our money where your mouth is. And welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us here as we go ahead and move on to this week's matchup of the Denver Broncos versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to start off here by talking about both offenses. First, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers As, yes, they were able to blow out, essentially, the New York Giants, which is a much more inferior opponent as to what the Broncos faced in the Tennessee Titans. But, just per DVOA, they're in the top ten in every statistical category after that just shellacking that they gave that poor New York Giants defense that's well undermanned. This week, they have a much tougher test with a much bigger problem on their hands than they did on Sunday against the Giants, and that is the fact that their entire offensive line has been on the injured list this week. Went into detail of that earlier in the episode, so if you're just catching us now, go ahead and rewind back and you'll get an in-depth look on that. The reason that's big is because the inarguably best unit on the entire Denver Broncos team this past weekend, or this past Monday, was the defensive line. So if they are unable to get the three-fifths of their offensive line that are currently uh, did not participate in any practice this week. That's going to be a huge problem for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense as this defensive line will feast all day. But that's enough about the Steelers from me. Let's go ahead and listen to Mike Tomlin talk about the Broncos offense and what he believes will give them fits.
6: On the offensive side of the ball, just been really working hard to familiarize ourselves with Drew Locke and his skill set. His mobility is impressive. Accuracy is impressive. His arm strength is impressive. And I think those traits allow them and him to attack the field just about at every spot. They do a really good job of changing the launch point. They do a really good job of stretching you and challenging you vertically down the field. He has a bunch of quality weapons, many of which we – we know about guys like Fant and Sutton in the running back tandem, but he's got some new guys that are new to professional football that have a, a really impressive skill set as well. Judy's take from from last night was really impressive. His stop-and-go abilities, his route-running uh, abilities, his ability to get to speed quickly. I also have a great deal of respect for Hamler, who was not suited last night but is out of Penn State, and we're very familiar with him regionally. He's a dangerous guy and a guy that's capable of, of taking the top off the coverage.
2: And Mike Tomlin just showed you why he is one of the best coaches in the league as he did a beautiful breakdown of the Broncos offense, and I really have nothing to add. So we're going to go ahead and move over to defense here and start talking about this vaunted Steelers defense that everybody's been talking about since before the season even started, and how it was supposed to be one of the best that we're ever going to see. I really don't see that happening as they have some serious issues on the back end as they gave up 262 yards to Daniel Jones, even though they knew he was going to pass because they only gave up 29 total yards rushing to Saquon Barkley, the arguably best back in the league when it comes to overall. So even though they knew that Daniel Jones was going to be passing and passing to a bunch of receivers that nobody knows, I can name you one off the top of my head. That's Darius Slayton. But the thing to be worried about here with this defense is the pass rush. Their vaunted pass rush is legit with Bud Dupree on one side and TJ Watt on the other, both first-round picks. And then you have the trade they made with the Broncos a couple years ago that I hate to see Devin White sitting on the other side there in the middle of that defense. So their linebacker core is absolutely legit and scary. And it gives me pause to worry about what might happen to Drew Locke with the fact that Garrett Bowles is injured now and he was already compromised from the get-go. But the promising thing is that just faced two top-tier pass rushers in Vic Beasley Jr. and Jadavian Clowney, with the Tennessee Titans, and didn't give up a single sack. So the only thing that gave me pause and made me fear this defense was the pass rush that our offensive line, as weak as it has been, just showed that with Drew Locke behind them, they can protect him and keep him absolutely clean. With that being said, and all the things we've said about the Broncos and just those little tiny things that they need to fix – I believe those things will be fixed and will be sh- they will be showing out in Pittsburgh. And I will let Tomlin again break down this Broncos defense and why the Steelers should be just as afraid of this defense as the Broncos should be afraid of the Steelers defense. Soundbite credit goes to PittsburghSteelers.com. Bradley Chubb.
6: Is a quality outside linebacker that plays opposite of Vaughn, who missed some time last year himself due to injury. He's a really talented guy, he's a really tough guy to deal with, really big and really athletic for the position. He has some measurables that we compared very similarly to Bud Dupree when Bud came out, and uh, he shows a similar skill set in terms of his ability to play the run and rush the passer. Familiarizing ourselves with this safety tandem, really impressive. Both guys are capable of playing in the post. Both guys are capable of spinning down into the box and making plays for their defense. They're very multiple. They're capable of giving you a three-man rush, four-man rush, or five or more. They, they have a myriad of zone and man principles on the back end that make it difficult for quarterbacks to operate. And so we got to be sharp there.
2: And as Mike Tomlin shows you yet again why he's such a great coach and does a beautiful breakdown of the Broncos defense that I have nothing to add to. I will go ahead and take this time to go ahead and swap over and start talking about these rookies and the great performances and not so great, but promising things that I have seen from them. And the first one I want to talk about is Jerry Judy. I know everybody wants to talk about the drops. They were big, but you can't really put all of that on the kid. And I just want you to listen to Drew Locke talk about those drops. Soundbite credit goes to denverbroncos.com.
4: Yeah, see, the thing is that that's not a Jerry Judy thing to happen. You know, and he'll say the same thing. Those were unacceptable to him. And, you know, to me, it's nothing that we should really, you know, take our time on, you know, more than we already have addressed it. Uh, We talked about it. He, He apologized. He was upset. He was hurt. But that'd be like, you know, missing layups in basketball. Yeah, okay, I missed a couple. And, you know, I'm not – it's just not going to happen again. You don't go address the guy about missing layups. You know, it's just – it's not a thing you do. And that's not a thing that we would overly address with Jerry. Yeah, you made some drops, but let's go out here next week. Let's keep getting better. And that's just not Jerry Judy. That's not a Jerry Judy thing to do.
2: That's my quarterback. I'm just kidding. I'm joking aside, that was beautiful. That is exactly – how you want your quarterback to handle these situations. And it is going to prove invaluable in the development of Jerry Judy and Drew Locke's chemistry. This shows that regardless of what happened Monday, Drew Locke still believes in his wide receiver. And that is essential. And just so you don't think these are just Homer takes, just Drew Locke and me talking about how this isn't what Jerry Judy is going to be. Take a listen to James Jones as he talks about Jerry Judy with Terrell Davis on NFL total access soundbite credit goes to nfl.com.
5: Man, TD, I'm watching this game, man. And, and all season long and all off season long, I was saying that CD lamb is the best receiver in this draft class watching Jerry Judy tonight. I'm, could be wrong. This kid is going to be special. Uh-huh. And he did drop two passes, and it's his first NFL game. And I know he wish he could have those back. But what I've seen from him route running and with the ball in his hands after the catch, this kid is going to be special. He reminds me of Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen. You do not want to come up and press him. He is explosive off the line of scrimmage. He knows what he's doing. He is going to whoop you at the line of scrimmage and get that separation immediately. And he will make these. He will not drop passes like this. He will make these grabs, but this kid is going to be dangerous.
2: Ooh, James Jones, keep talking that talk, as I will too, right after this break. Stick around as we talk more rookies and get into them picks. I just want to make sure if you are wanting to use my picks or just make your own, make sure you give our sponsor, BetMGM, a look. Just download the app and use promo code ABONUS. That's A B E bonus to get free bets. Also, follow all of us betting experts from americanbettingexperts.com on Twitter for weekly competitions and free money given away constantly. Just follow @COsportsfans, that's sports with an S and DM them for details.
1: At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you.
2: And welcome back to Breaking Broncos with me, your host, Daniel Wetstein. Brought to you by BetMGM. BetMGM, put our money where your mouth is. And thank you all again for sticking here with me as I pay the bills. As I mentioned before the break, we're going to keep talking rookies. But this time, we're going to swap to the other side of the ball and start talking about Michael Mudia and Iseng Basie. The reason I want to talk about them is because these cats did... An amazing job being thrown in the fire in game one against A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and the Tennessee Titans offense. No, this is not a prolific offense. It's not the Pittsburgh Steelers of old with the killer bees or anything of that nature. But it was still a legitimate NFL offense with multiple legitimate NFL targets. As I stated, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and their tight end, Jonu Smith. Not to mention who was sitting in their backfield, King Henry. And the reason I mentioned Henry is because I want to get to what Ysing Basie did. This man is only 5'10", 190 pounds. Derek Henry is 6'3", 230 plus. And Ysing Basie completed a solo tackle in space on that mountain of a man with being a third of his size. That tells me all I need to know and confirms that. That he is the next Chris Harris Jr. That is going to be the next undrafted superstar Elway found on the scrap heap. The kid is absolutely amazing. And just to drive that point home, per pro football focus, the Broncos have the two highest rated rookie cornerbacks in the league. That's Michael Ojemudia at 67.7 and Isang Basie at 64.6 in their first action as a third-round pick and an undrafted free agent. I don't think that any of us can ever question whether or not Vic Fangio knows how to find cornerbacks to fit his system. Every single one has turned out to be golden since all the way back to last year. And just to drive the point home even more about how well they went how well they played, go ahead and listen to Vic Fangio here in his latest press conference. Soundbite credit goes to DenverBroncos.com.
3: And the secondary I thought adjusted as good as they could. You know, once once we lost AJ, that put uh, Bassie in the game on a full-time basis in our nickel stuff. Callahan had to go back out the corner and play the other side, which was had been new for him. So I thought overall they, they handled it well. You know, for a rookie to come in and play that much, you know, especially when he missed a good week or 10 days of camp, you know, I think he probably played pretty good. And um, we're happy to have him and we like his future.
2: Now, I know that none of that sounded like effusive praise by coach, but you have to remember this is Don Fangio we're talking about. Everything you just heard is the equivalent of Tom Cruise bouncing on Oprah's couch talking about how much he loves his wife. That is as close to Vic Fangio fangirling as you will ever hear. So to hear that from him gives me great pleasure because it makes me just double down on my beliefs that I just stated about Basie and OJ Mudia. I got to give you I got to say that I'm sorry, brother. When you were drafted in the 3rd round, I lambasted Elway for making that pick. I really did not see you as a 3rd rounder. I thought you were more of a 5th or 6th rounder, but buddy, the way you played on Monday was absolutely more than worthy of that 3rd round pick. Honestly, the way you played, I'm surprised you didn't go before then that interception that OJ Moody had that was negated by that penalty on Alexander Johnson was an absolute thing of beauty. The way he broke on the ball, the athletic move to dive catch and secure the, the catch in bounds. It was just, it was a work of art to be honest. And I just really cannot sing the praises of these two kids any more than I already have. There's, Just no other superlatives or anything I have left to talk about these kids. So this is where I'm going to take the chance to go ahead and let you take a break from all of these numbers and alphabet soups. And so that way I can throw some more at you here as we go ahead and switch over and start talking about the best bets for this weekend for your Denver Broncos. And as always, all of our lines come from our sponsor, BetMGM. BetMGM, put our money where your mouth is. This week is going to be a little bit shorter and sweeter than, than it was last week as there's just not as many good lines to talk about. Main ones that I will be taking are I'm going to be taking the Broncos spread as they are being given seven points. Not going to guarantee a win this week like I did last week as these are much more evenly matched teams overall. But I will say that this will be a close defensively fought battle. And it will end up much closer than seven points when things are all said and done. So definitely take that point spread. Then also I am going to take the over. as Even though it is going to be I believe a fairly low scoring game. uh, Especially for the standards that were set in week one. I do believe that 40 and a half points is a bit low as I do believe that they're both teams will make it close to 20 points with one making it over 20 points, which the math evens out to being more than 40 and a half points. So therefore, I'm going to take the over and hammer that as well. And there's one other prop that I would like to talk about that really caught my attention, which as I stated, this is going to be a defensive game. I don't see a bunch of long touchdowns happening. I do see some short touchdowns happening. So I'm going to take the under on how many yards the shortest touchdown in the game will be with the line set at one and a half yards. So I do believe that there will be a couple of short touchdowns and they will come inside of one and a half yards. So you probably have a couple of one-yard runs, which will go ahead and give you that under at negative at 125. So that right there also tells you that even the books expect for there to be a short touchdown there. And really, after mulling over all the other lines, I don't feel confident sitting here to tell any of you to go ahead and take them so this is where i'm going to leave the best bets of this week so again i want to thank you all for listening i've had an absolute blast i hope you enjoyed it as much as me and as always i gave you the answer is 42 don't question the blue